Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to each and every one of our merry Marvelites. Welcome to Marvel Movie Talk right here on Geekscape. As always, I'm the DJ, he's the rapper, MC Christian Blatt, and of course, DJ Jazzy Jeff himself, DJ Eric Connor. Easy E right here. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. And uh, so exciting to uh, be back for another fun-filled episode. I hope everybody uh, checked out our previous episode where we actually did a show for this iteration of this show. The first time ever we did an in-person show uh, where we went over to Katie uh, Hampton's place Jim Peary, who is the person who portrays Craven in the Spider-Man 2 game for PlayStation. We all hung out. Um, the audio was a little marginal. I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I did some heavy lifting to the uh, audio version, and uh, I did my best to make it uh, listenable. It was fun to watch. We had cats. There was so much going on. You know, there was we were handing mics back and forth. So I'd like to do that again, but. I would like the uh, the tech to be a little bit more buttoned down, but uh, I, I don't know. I th- I think we had fun and people seemed to. Oh, enjoy it was that great. Show. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I enjoyed. There was there was light touching, not not heavy, but just enough, just from, enough to make me feel real. The cats from the cats. Yeah. yeah the cat. Well, at one point, the cat fell off the couch. I, I yeah. hope that moment played as as well as it did for you all at home as it yeah, did for I, us I, I on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Poor guy. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, so we are here today uh, with uh, we periodically like to do this. We like to kind of touch base, check in. Make sure. On, okay. Yeah. Make sure everybody's OK. We know everybody's OK. So we'll see you next week. No, no, no. We like to check in on the MCU and uh, Marvel Studios in general. Where's everything going? Where have things moved? We, you know, we unfortunately had. Oh, my gosh. More than five months of work stoppage of the entertainment industry, uh, which uh, definitely affected my bottom line here in my household. And, uh, you know, the only big screen movie we're going to get in 2024 is Deadpool 3. There's going to be some other stuff that we do get, but uh, it's kind of moved around when we get it. So we're going to look ahead to all of 2024. And then there's a couple things that have gotten punted to 2025. And this all comes from an article that was provided by the man you see in the box below me, the one and only DJ Jazzy Connor, uh, Count Eric Connor himself. And um, I think it's important, especially for something we'll talk about in a little bit, that the source for this is the uh, show business Bible, as it were, Variety. Uh, this is a very reputable source, Eric. I think that is very important because you get a lot of dates. You get a lot of rumors. You get a lot of like, you know, some blog says, well, according to another blog, this is what's happening. We'll talk right. about that in a little bit as it relates you, to a, a big project. What were you going to say, sir? No, you could say this is the geekscape of periodicals. I think yes. like Variety has that cachet. Yeah, exactly. Um, almost on par with geekscapes so almost, i feel like yeah. they I mean, they, they don't have it the they don't have a jonathan london but uh yeah. they they you know they get close so we're going to talk about every 
Marvel Studios movie and Disney Plus project in 2024. And as it says on the Variety article and beyond. And look, I think uh, we're doing a great job by giving them credit. I could have just, you know, grabbed these dates and uh, been like, yep, this is all my stuff. And so our visual audience will see there's the picture that made the rounds of Deadpool and Wolverine. Wolverine in the yellow and blue suit uh, because, uh, you know, somebody's probably allegedly had enough steroids to last a lifetime. And, uh, you know, he's like, I'm not going to get that kind of shape again. Uh, but we've got uh, the great Catherine Hahn right here uh, from Agatha. And, of course, we have the new Captain America from uh, the upcoming Captain America movie. So, uh, and I think that, uh, it, so this article talks about sort of, you know, where we've been and what projects came out last year and, you know, maybe how some of those were received. But there will be three Disney Plus series. And uh, this is uh, from the beginning of the year. So it mentions Echo. X-Men 97 and Agatha and Deadpool 3. So uh, there is some stuff that comes about a little bit later on. And uh, so they wanted to start by talking about X-Men 97, which I am fortunate enough to know someone who works on. And he has uh, not... The last time I talked to him, you wouldn't even confirm that the show was called X-Men 97, which is very frustrating, Eric. <laughs> Uh, but he wouldn't give you any, he wouldn't even give you like one of the two digits. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it, it, it wasn't X Men nine or seven, he, or it wasn't X Men seven of nine. You know, he wasn't interested in any of that stuff. So he, uh, but then he shared some artwork that I'm about to share with you. You know, we'll step aside from that variety article. And uh, we're going to look at the Instagram page by uh, an artist named uh, Russell Dotterman. And uh, it uh, is uh, it's a it's a fun image of uh, an X-Men 97 style image where we've got Cyclops, we've got Jubilee, and we've got Rogue. So, you know, there's definitely some very fun imagery. And, uh, you know, we get to we get to see some of our favorites. Jean Grey. Snicked. Yeah, there, that's true. There was a nice snick there uh, right uh, underneath uh, Jubilee. And there's Rogue and uh, Bishop. That is uh, kind of the, the thing that stands out, that Bishop is uh, a, a part of the ensemble, as it were. So I think we've talked a lot about this show. We've talked about X-Men, the animated series. We've had guests on. Uh, we've had Eric and Julia Lewald, who were involved in the original animated series, which we'll call X Men '92, for the uh, you know the sake of delineating the two series. And for years, we were talking about, boy, it would be great if it came back. It, ever since they announced that there would be an X Men '97, there was a lot of excitement about it. It seems like it's going to have a very similar look to it. It seems like they're going to capture the tone, the style, the storytelling. I want to get your thoughts on X-Men 97 as what seems like a continuation of X-Men 92. Well, you know, it's funny because X-Men is also going to get rebooted in the MCU, like kind of any minute now. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, obviously Beast showed up 
uh, at the end of Marvels, and so which is now on Disney Plus, by the way. So we feel like oh. we can finally talk about it uh, as and of it, as of Wednesday. It was on Disney Plus, yeah, right. And I, I mean, for all you you anyone who didn't go see it, I think it's kind of you deserve a little bit of our scorn. Yeah, uh, for not right. Exactly. I mean, if you're watching this show good. and you didn't see yeah. it, what what's that about? You know, right? What's that say about you? Not about us. Yeah. What about you? Agreed. And and this. You know, we always, you know, in, in the show, we always talk about like Storm uh, and how Storm has managed never to get the treatment she's deserved in okay. any of the movie incarnations. And yet in the animated show, it's the best she's been represented uh, outside right. the comic books. And and also, too, I, you know, I, I, I think you and I both have a soft spot for Cyclops and Cyclops, another one sort of, you know, once you put what's his name in the role. Obviously, he's going to lose James his girl. Marston. Yeah, yeah when, James Marsden, the, when, the king of the couples. Put, I was going to say the the professional Hollywood cuck. You know, he played J. Jonah Jameson's son. Right. Um, I don't even remember what. I, there's like several examples where he's had a role very similar to that. You know, I mean, he even gets. You know, he even gets the spotlight stolen by Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, so he's in those films as well. So seems like a nice enough guy, but yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah and, and a good looking guy. I mean, like in some ways I enjoy watching someone that handsome. Sure. Yeah. On the losing oh, I know. Side of things. It I know you gives do. me great pleasure. Um, but he, but, um, he looks the role, but they never gave him much heft as a character. No. And, and, you know, then they kind of kill him off halfway through the last stand, which is just a horrific halfway. film anyway. Yeah. And, what, and they kill him off screen. Yeah. Like the ultimate cuck move is you get kissed by your girlfriend and disintegrate, but you don't even get the, the cool image of you disintegrating. Yeah. Or is, you know what that's called now? Beam. Not at the time that that happened in the last stand, but now we call getting killed off screen. He got Admiral Akbard, and uh, that is a rough way to go is uh, to get killed off screen. But let's uh, steer the ship back towards X-Men 97. So getting those characters, getting an animated series, Right. on Disney plus that's exciting for me because I loved that show. I, uh, I continued to record that show on VHS. I had a VCR set for it when I was in college and, uh, really? I didn't, I didn't want to miss it. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't getting up Saturday morning to watch it, but, uh, oh, yeah. Cause I, cause before, you know, when I was still in high school, my sister, my little sister and I used to watch it every Saturday because I knew those stories. I loved them. And she was, just starting to kind of find them, you know, I would actually let her borrow my comics. That's how excited I was to have, you know, somebody in the house who cared about any of it. So I just think it's great. And the idea of watching X-Men 97 uh, with kids, uh, I don't know. I'm uh, over the moon, as they say, Eric. Right. Well, fortunately, my boys now are in this weird stage where they're starting to grow past some of the shows and the cartoons. So like, I'm sure they'll come back around, but it might be a lot of years. So this might be yeah. a solo watch, or maybe uh, you and your children will let me watch with you guys. We might. We might let, let Uncle know. Eric come by. Yeah, yeah. As, as long as I pick up uh, tea cakes, uh, a Burbank specialty <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> yes. It, exactly. You know, and I, I mean, the thing is, too, it's like the animation style is always good. You know, it's not quite as artistic, let's say, as Batman, uh, but it, it was you know, really captured a lot of the spirit of the comic book. It's fun. And and it's funny, even in the um, 
what was it in in uh, Doctor Strange uh, when you had those kind of random cameos? Remember they played a little piece of the music from the TV show oh, yeah, from the cartoon, yeah. and people responded to that. So I think there is such a this holds a special place in a lot of fans' hearts. So yes, it, it was a smart kind of safe bet, which I think right now Marvel needs a few more of those. Uh, yes, because yes, yeah, some of their some of the recent outputs been a little spotty. So I think this is a, a smart way to go about it. <laughs> Secret invasion. What? Who said that? Oh, I know. We it's promise still, not to say the SI word. It's, it's still too soon. Look, and uh, obviously everybody watching, we've talked a lot about X-Men 97. We're very excited about it. Can't wait to see it. What we know is sometime this year, and, you know, we have like an expectation that, uh, you know, it, it'll be at some point in the year. And that's actually really all we know. You know, uh, it, it's like early 2024 is uh, the the time frame listed on Variety. So that's all we have to go on. And uh, I think it's because even they don't know. They have a general idea, but they're uh, they're not quite ready. But and I've talked a lot about this. The date for the release of Deadpool 3, July 26, 2024, the day my son Felix turns nine. And Eric, like me, we saw lots of movies when we were kids that maybe we shouldn't have, but I think emotionally we were prepared for. But that was in a different world, a world, a strange place called the 80s. Uh, in 2024, I don't know that Deadpool's really for uh, for a nine year old. Uh, you know, uh, so, and what you want him to say to you later, like yeah, what do you want right. him to call you that year? Yeah, exactly. So I am very excited for this because of uh, some of the rumors. There, you know, there have been rumors and speculation that we would get Jennifer Garner as Electra. Uh, you know, there's there's those level of potential cameos. And, you know, we have a good five months, a little bit more than five months, almost six, really, until we'll know. But uh, the speculation is fun. And I don't try to seek out any, you know, this image that we're sharing for a visual audience was posted uh, both by Ryan Reynolds and by Hugh Jackman. And also, you know, like every Marvel blog and show, including this one. And I'm fine that this is out there, but I don't want to see any like, you know, on location, clandestine photography shooting right. of uh, cameos, people leaving the soundstage in Atlanta or whatever. You know, I don't want any of that. So I would like to there to be some surprises because I feel like this has a potential to just be great. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, there's the series Deadpool destroys the Marvel Universe. And I almost feel like this is basically going to be, because it's it's an MCU film, it's going to be like Deadpool destroys the Fox Universe and <laughs> Deadpool basically creates the MCU. You know, he sort of patches it all together. You know, he's going he's gonna to figure out a way to get some Sony stuff in there. He's going to get the Fox stuff in there. But I the, the second... Deadpool to me was a, a bit of a drop off from the first still really enjoyed it really always enjoy when Ryan Reynolds is on screen as Deadpool after X-Men Origins Wolverine right not in X-Men Origins Wolverine oh 
<laughs> I mean, by the way, I mean, it's kind of miraculous that after how terribly that went, that yeah. they were willing to kind of go back to the drawing board with not just that character, which they do plenty of times, but rather the marriage of Ryan Reynolds and that character. Correct. And yes. that he had enough cachet to kind of get a push through. And now it's the thing. It, it, it's like Marvel couldn't be happier to have this thing coming out this summer. It, it's like yeah. they need they need a spark plug. And Ryan Reynolds is also just so brilliant as yeah. a marketing guy, like free guy, the, uh, the whole Deadpool series, uh, that soccer team. Like he basically just knows how to get himself everywhere, every corner of the Internet. And uh, even the announcement of this was funny, you know, with, hey, you want to yeah. be in a Deadpool 3? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah like, I love that, that. That was great. It was yeah, perfect. Yeah. And they have a Super Bowl spot um, this weekend. So I guess, I, I don't know, are you oh. going to close your eyes and cover your ears uh, when that plays? No, 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 no. That, you know, that that's something that the studio is releasing and they want us to see. I I don't want, you know, like somebody from the first test screening who managed to sneak a photo of the screen and uh, show me something that they are trying to keep secret. You know, we're talking about the Marvels has this end credit scene with Kelsey Grammer as Hank McCoy, the beast. And it's like, Oh, somebody. And I, I actually know people who had it spoiled by the internet. And I'm like, Oh, that's such a terrible feeling because it was so cool to, to hear that voice and to see him and mm -hmm. whatever the equivalent of that, that happens in Deadpool three. I want to experience it that way, you know? So uh, very excited for this movie, the potential for it to just be so crazy and uh, all over the place. Um, and, um, and I, get, I, I don't know. That's we kind of come for the, when we come for the crazy with this too. I think, yeah. What also helps is our expectations are not about sort of continuing or expanding mythology, but rather just, are we going to have a good time? Are we going to kind of F around yeah. with this character and these worlds? And, uh, and, you know, even like his announcement when they wrapped production was, this, I don't yeah. know if you saw this. I think I sent it to you. Maybe it was a still, it was you, a photo of his did. crotch, just a, a close up of his crotch in the costume. And then a really kind of loving letter to his yeah. crew and then mocks Hugh Jackman at the end, you know, and of course oh, we're yeah. suffering through Hugh Jackman for the past X amount of months. So, and he just constantly finds a way to like stay charming in ways that other actors just you get annoyed with them after a while. It comes off as smug. It never does with him somehow. Yeah, he's no Timothy Chalamet. No, I think that uh, I'm still all in on uh, on on Ryan Reynolds and uh, really just the potential for the fact that you feel like this movie can be anything is uh, I think why we're excited. And to the point that Marvel could really use a bonafide hit in the theaters. Sure. It's the only one for the whole year. You don't have to worry about the distractions of like, yeah, there was Deadpool, but last year guardians three was uh, considered uh, critical financial artistic success. And uh, then there were, there was the Marvels. There was Quantumania, both two movies that I liked, but you know they were not as successful uh, as that. So you have all the focus on Deadpool. You have the excitement for Deadpool. People love Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, and you know we're 
in our 24th year of seeing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine on the big screen. So uh, I think uh, people are ready for this movie. I know our chat is ready for that, this movie and uh, Daniel drew will be there on the, uh, the first day uh, for sure. Um, so in any case, uh, let me know if I'm uh, sounding good now, Eric. It's okay. Now if, it's better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for, I think uh, while, I was leaning. Yes. I think I was uh, leaning on uh, some of my wires. So uh, it yeah. happens to all of us at some point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just, you know, and it, it, it's, it's just what happens in this uh, electronic world we're in. You know, do robots dream of electric sheep? I don't know. But I also know if I don't lean on my wires, it doesn't get all crackly. So, yeah, I think that uh, it's tough to put anything ahead of that. Obviously, X-Men 97, super excited for that. But it's also just like, I don't know. I mean, this is so big to have Deadpool in the MCU. And uh, I am all over it and excited. And, uh, you know, look, not everybody is necessarily excited for what the fall will bring. Uh, a show whose title has changed many times, actually. I believe this is the third title for this show. It's moved around as a release date. Uh, but as we have focused on over the last couple of years, Eric, it was Agatha all along, wasn't it? Almost definitely. And unfortunately, because of American Movie, the fabulous documentary, I still see the word uh, coven and think of it as the word coven. coven. Uh, <laughs> I have not thought there. about, I have not thought about American movie in a very long time. And uh, I, I love those guys and uh, that's a <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know where I went. Do you still? Yeah. I don't, I don't know where my image went, but I'm back, you know? So I see you. I see yeah. you. All. I was, you were here mm. all along, son. You were uh, here all along. I was Agatha. All right. Perfect. So, yeah, look, we uh, definitely talked a lot about when we did our week-to-week uh, -week review of WandaVision, which was uh, when this show was on my YouTube channel, Blackcast. If for some reason you would like to revisit those, they're all there on the Blackcast YouTube channel, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And uh, I thought Catherine Hahn was great. The reveal that she was Agatha Harkness. Uh, you know, I, I still have have kind of a feeling about WandaVision that it, as we've said before, it did not stick the landing. It didn't end strong for me personally. Agatha was a little bit of that, but I still thought it was a great performance. It's a character that's such an integral part of the MCU. So I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to the show for sure. You know, uh, I don't know why it's a coven or a coven of, of chaos in all <laughs> honesty, you know, but uh, we should get it in the in the fall, and uh, the let's see. So, Wandavision head writer uh, Jack Schaefer will write and produce the show, part of uh, her overall deal. And yeah, here's the part that I wanted to focus on. So, the show was announced with the title "Agatha House of Harkness" in July 2022. That was updated to Agatha Coven of Chaos. See, now you're making me be really careful. <laughs> yes. And then in September 2023, updated again to Agatha Darkhold Diaries, which would obviously refer to the book of all the really nasty evil spells. And uh, 
at the very least, this show will uh, be called Agatha. So interesting casting, uh, sort of returning to a Marvel property. It includes Aubrey Plaza, Patty Lupone, uh, Sashir Zamata from SNL. Uh, and I don't necessarily know who some of those uh, stars are, but Deborah Joe Rupp and Emma Caulfield Ford will be reprising their roles from WandaVision, which is kind of interesting to think about how this will tie into sort of the world that Wanda created, you know, the, the WandaVision world, you know, there in New Jersey. So what, uh, what are you, what are you thinking about uh, in terms of what we might get there, Eric? And I'll, I'll let you share your thoughts while I try and fix uh, my, yeah, oh, my audio cable. But you go, you go ahead. You you take this full screen. Oh my God! It's just me. This is horrifying. Hello, everyone. I'm so sorry you have to be this close to me. You, you know, I think the thing uh, with Agatha, we really need more villains. I, I think that's one thing. Like we have Secret Wars coming up uh, some point. You know, we'll see when. And to really make uh, Secret Wars work, you need to have enough antagonists enough villains to go you know mano mano with enough heroes we have a lot of heroes right now but really they've gotten very thin on the villains so maybe agatha will give us a couple i, I don't know if it'll be anyone who you have as your starters but at least a bench you know if you're telling me uh delaware's own aubrey plaza might show up at other movies i'm game for that uh she's uh yeah was, and, then patty, and of course patty lapone who uh, originated the role of Avita. Uh, who is uh, w- one of those actors who knows how to chew every bit of scenery she's ever been in front of. <laughs> and and so I don't yes. know if she's going to be exactly popping up in a bunch of these uh, properties, but I'm excited for the energy she'll bring to the small screen. Uh, and then, of course, you know, what Catherine Hahn's done with the role is great. And I, I think maybe, though, the concern with Agatha is are we spending maybe then too much time with bench players? Are we kind of going off the path too far to the side when they really still need to kind of work on their, on their starting lineup? Like right now, I, especially with what's going on outside of uh, the actual stories, but with, you know, the man who was supposed to be uh, taking over for Thanos as the big bad. And now he's not part of this universe anymore. We don't know what's up with that character. So I think it will be a lovely distraction for a couple episodes. Yeah. I know one of our colleagues who it was triggered every time Miss Han took the screen, but um, she has time and again uh, really proven herself as a performer and really also a really great performer, specifically to television. I think that's Correct, the thing yes. about her. She's good in movies. She was good in the yeah. uh, Glass Onion. But I think there's something about some actors are just great on TV, and my dog agrees. Yeah, uh, well, your dog so, is a huge Catherine Hahn fan. Yeah, absolutely. Massive, massive fan. Yeah. How about you, Christian? How are you feeling about this property? You know, I think that uh, it's one of those ones that I'm excited about the potential, but it's a very fine line because you're like, oh, it could definitely go the wrong way. You know, if oh, sure. the focus, you know, if the character isn't played with the nuance that made us enjoy her when she first appeared and we got the reveal of Agatha, um, you know, if it's that tone and, you know, and it's a, it has to be a little bit subtle. She's very over the top at the end of WandaVision, you know, and I think she needed to be, she's a witch for goodness sake. I get it, but I don't know. So I am, 
always cautiously optimistic. And I, I feel good about it, uh, but realize that of the properties we're going to talk about, this is one that it's not going to take much for them to just go way over the top, you know, have yeah. it be like one of those, you know, basically have it be bewitched. Although if they took a bewitched episode and they just did like a shot for shot, you know, uh, Gus Van Sant sort of uh, remake like Psycho, I'd be all right with it. I I, I would I would want to see that, you know. How they, although, how they although you do remember one thing they added to the Gus Van Sant psycho. I would hope they do not add to Agatha. And for the yeah, sake yeah, of the yeah. family audience, I will not say what that is. Yeah, the people can find it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh also uh on our screens uh, in 2024 is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh I'm I'm wearing the sweatshirt. I have the background behind me, and you have the uh, the black suit, the alien suit, the suit that would become Venom, but he's not Venom at that point. The the Marvel superhero Secret Wars number eight. Yeah, basically when he used the wrong machine because someone yeah. else got their costume fixed, and then he goes, "Oh yeah. great!" and he did, and they're like, "Wait a minute, that wasn't the machine." Oh oh well, and uh, yeah, it's uh, like oh, this is cool. Born. Yeah, so the uh, the visual audience will see that this is a logo from when this series was called Spider-Man Freshman Year, and it's now called uh, Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, and uh, it's going to have kind of, uh, you know, sort of like a more of a throwbacky animation style. This mm -hmm. Variety article says it's not going to be that that modern, sleek sort of design that we saw with What If?, and they're going to give us some characters from the Marvel universe, the comic book universe. We'll get Nico from the runaways. Uh, and it says a new crush who isn't Mary Jane and isn't Gwen Stacy. Uh, Amadeus Cho, who becomes a new Hulk in the comics. There's a Wakandan exchange student, Harry Osborn and Harry's father. Norman will be Peter's mentor at first. Big reveal. Charlie Cox will be voicing the role of Daredevil and Dr. Strange will appear, although it's unclear if it's Benedict Cumberbatch, but if Benedict Cumberbatch did what if, I don't see why he wouldn't do this, but we're going to get some classic Spidey villains, Doc Ock, Tarantula, Speed Demon, Scorpion, Chameleon. I'm not going to pretend to know Unicorn or Butane, but uh, those other ones are pretty exciting. There is already a season two in the works. So uh, I think that this is a show that it might not be too hard to have fall by the wayside, you know, uh, for any of us really. But, uh, you know, I think as long as they time the release correctly, it'll just be one of those like, yeah, we're getting some new Spidey stories. And the most recent Spider-Man series that they had on uh, Disney XD when when they, you know, things actually aired on cable first, uh, it was actually pretty good. And uh, an old version of our show, we uh, talked to the voice of uh, that Spider-Man. Although it's confusing now. Was that this show or was that a show called Marvel TV Weekly? I don't know. Just go to YouTube and type it in. <laughs> you'll, you'll find it. Yeah, I think you'll it, find was, it. It, it was called The Black Hole Diaries, I believe. Was the, it, uh... it was The Black Hole Diaries. Um, so, look, I love early Spidey. I would love it if this was sort of told in the style in, you know, at least close to the continuity of 
Peter Parker when he's 15, 16. Uh, I get it. They want to dress it up with some new characters. You know, uh, a lot of animated series always try to find a way to get Miles and Gwen, as in Spider-Gwen. So, you know, look, they feel like they need to mix it up. So depending on how much it feels like the Spidey that I grew up with, the Spidey that I love, that'll really dictate uh, how much of this I watch. This is the one where I feel like, you know, I'll check it out for sure. But if it doesn't grab me, I, I don't feel like even even doing a show like this, if I'm not enjoying it or if I'm at all just disinterested, I probably won't keep up with this one because there have been a lot of Spider-Man animated series that uh, I don't keep up in. You know, Spidey and his amazing friends, as I've said many times, very popular in my household, but I don't usually watch it, even though I, I, I do smile when I see rhino and black cat and they've got ms marvel and they've got lockjaw so there's cool stuff on even that show but what are your thoughts on this this seems like exactly the show that your kids might have outgrown at this point right eric it feels it seems to have all the markings of that although i guess when it comes out uh, well my uh, my older guy will be a sophomore by then so it's gonna feel even under him uh Spider-Man's Amazing Friends will always hold a special place in my heart. And the Spider-Man 70s cartoon, heck, even Spider-Man from Electric Company. Uh, it's Spider-Man oh is, my gosh. is it, voiced by, of course, uh, the great Morgan Freeman. Those those stories, they were narrated. Oh, right, right, me. right. Yeah, yeah. And Spider-Man found a rubber glove sandwich. Andy Dufresne <laughs> crawled through a river of rubber glove sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker crawled through a river of shit. Anyway. I wish I could tell you Spider-Man fought off Rhino. I wish I could tell you many things about Spider-Man that day. Yeah, it, it's... I mean, listen, Spider-Man is so accessible. Right? Yeah. He's he's the... If you're going to say, okay, give me Marvel, give me uh, kid-friendly Marvel, of course you're going to go with him. Um, and he's also, like... Spider-Man, the problem is, too, Spider-Man's, like, the great hope for Marvel right now. Like, uh, uh, Tom Holland uh, teased a big announcement, and I was like, oh, my God, Spider-Man 4, Spider-Man 4. And then it was, uh, he's doing um, Romeo and Juliet in, in London, you know, which is cool. But, you know, he's not fighting uh, Rhino, uh, although Romeo and Juliet would be amazing if he was. Uh, and so I, I think, like, the risk they're running into... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is so good. Like, the whole Spider-Verse series. It is, like, next-level animation, next-level story, beautifully acted, beautifully constructed. And so this will inevitably feel like the little kiddie version, as maybe not as much as the uh, Spidey and his amazing friends. Sure. But I think it's got a bit... I mean, this just... There's a massive shadow already on this title before even episode one. And it could be fun. I mean, I like seeing uh, the list of supervillains that are going to show up in this thing. Again, Spider-Man, if you're going to do a safe bet, that's your safe bet. A Spider-Man cartoon. There's been plenty of them. So yeah, this one, I'm not uh, waiting for it with anticipation, but I'm sure it will be fine. But I also hope it doesn't take away their energy from all these other properties. And Really, all these other MCU loose ends that are just sitting there like the biggest of dangling threads they haven't even touched yet for years. So that's that's the worry. It's like, are they taking away their attention and putting it on the 
the thing that might only appeal to some, not all. And he is frozen. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, oh, no, the article. Back. Oh, I'm frozen. Okay. You're frozen for a second. Uh, oh, there you see, go. you were frozen for me. That's all right. Uh, the article that, uh, that you shared with me, uh, that article uh, talks about some of those loose ends. So uh, we'll definitely, definitely focus on that at some point. Um, but uh, let me know if I'm moving okay and you're hearing me okay and all that because uh, this is this is quite a day night morning for uh, some uh, technical issues. But uh, before the end of the show, we're going to tell everybody about our next episode, and uh, it's going to focus on a very special afternoon on a very special day where we're going to see a very special movie. But we'll be talking about that a little later. Looking ahead, we have Valentine's Day next week. And most of you know the very special movie that comes out that day. But if you want to look ahead a year, you want to look ahead 53 weeks, you'll see that on February 14th, 2025, we are scheduled to get Captain America Brave New World. And our visual audience sees a behind-the-scenes photo of Anthony Mackie and Harrison Ford as the new face of Thunderbolt Ross. And uh, I I think that uh, this is kind of great, Eric. We're getting our Sam Wilson as Captain America movie, which was set up seemingly decades ago by Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I mean, how long ago was the banker in our lives, Eric? Well, the Baker never left our lives, so in my mind, he was there forever. But yeah, that was uh, that was the earliest part of the MCU TV uh, run. So yeah. yeah, we've been waiting, and I really do hope they bring the Banker back, if, if <laughs> even if he's killed in the opening scene, <laughs> especially if he's killed in the opening scene. Of yeah, course. it's like yeah, he's just like oh yeah, you you didn't want to give my sister money for her her boat, so. Now Captain America is going to bring down Thor's hammer on the banker. Um, look, I think that this will be great. I, I think Anthony Mackie's always been great as Sam, as the Falcon, getting to see him as Captain America. I think it's important that we realize that we move on from Steve Rogers because Chris Evans wasn't going to be Captain America anymore. And instead of recasting him, instead of having John Walker be Captain America, I, I'm excited for this. I love the fact that Harrison Ford is going to be in it, you know, that he's Thunderbolt Ross now. And um, there's a lot of, uh, there have been a lot of rumors of characters who will be in here. I think it'll be really interesting if one in particular shows up, uh, Eric, which I think we've talked about before, the uh, the Israeli superhero, Sabra. And uh, I don't know if she'll be in this now. I don't know if she was ever actually in, you know, the shooting script. It was just rumored that she was in a draft of it years ago. So uh, I think it'll be really interesting to see what they do with that aspect of it. It's also a brave new world. What what in Sam Hill are they getting at with this brave new world? <laughs> Eric, what do you think? Wait, and then how will this tie in with the Thunderbolts? Uh, I, I think. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's what's I mean, exciting too. It's uh, this is our yeah. primer kind of in. I'm sorry, you're saying Christian. No, it's okay. I was I was basically agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, Harrison Ford, I think it's a great choice. I love how he's sort of over the last few years 
as an actor has gotten really interesting. Uh, you know, in the was it, for, uh, 42 of the Jackie Robinson movie, he was great in that. He's, uh, I really enjoyed that last Indiana Jones. I liked what he did with that role. I, I mean, his return as Han Solo was incredible. Like, I think he's using his skills, his tools as an actor in a, in a very different way now. Obviously, when you hit, uh, when, you, when 80s in your rearview mirror, it changes things. Uh, and I think the idea of Thunderbolt Ross also being a little older, I'm curious about how that plays out, uh, especially because Anthony Mackie has such like an energy and an, an attitude of youth uh, to him, even though he's not that young, but it feels like he just like the two of them together. I'm excited to see that chemistry. I don't know what they're going to do with Sabra, uh, Shirahas character. I, I, I'm, 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 there was a lot of blowback even before the the past six months. So I don't know. Yeah, sure. I, and it's, uh, you know, it's up to people who, uh, who get paid pretty handsomely to figure out what makes sense, what's going to not kind of call attention to the wrong things, I, I think is a way right. to look at no, it. No, exactly. And and sometimes you decide to take something out because it'll just be a distraction, whether it's a character or an actor who's, you know, in a, in a smaller role, but uh, made too many headlines in their real life. Yeah. Sometimes you recast, you know, there's a lot of that stuff. And uh, allegedly this film will tie up the loose end of uh, something that was introduced in the 2011 <laughs> incredible Hulk with Ed Norton, which is oh, the right. character with the leader, the leader. So, supposedly we're going to see the leader. And, uh, you know, we're getting Thunderbolt Ross, who was in that, although now it's played by Harrison Ford. So, uh, yeah, I think that um, it could definitely be very fun. And um, I guess we're also going to get probably Sharon Carter in here, which uh, I don't know about that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see where, where that goes. How is she still alive in this part of the way? I, I know that's... Uh, I don't know. Well, not, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking Peggy Carter for a second. I'm sorry. Yeah, Sharon. No, no, not Peggy. Uh, Sharon, yeah. yeah, yeah Sharon, yeah, yeah. Who's like the... <laughs> Who has the, no powers master, whatsoever. The mastermind of uh, Madripoor, yeah. I, I, I well, would argue that, that the uh, <laughs> that the banker has more dramatic heft at this point than Peggy, so... I, yeah. I know they set up her kind of slightly nefarious side, but I, I don't know. I am. That's not the thing that's going to make us rush yeah. back to there. And they have so many other yeah. characters. They could really. Could yeah. Use a, I mean, it a, was a refresher, if you will. It it was, it was a heel turn. We haven't seen since the debut of Stefan or Kel, uh, when, uh, Sharon Carter revealed herself to be a big bad in Madripoor. Yeah. Uh, next year, 2024, also bring us the Fantastic Four movie, allegedly uh, May 2nd, which when you see a date like that, you're like, hey, what aren't they telling us, you know, about that movie? Yeah, that, that, that's never going to happen at that yeah, rate. I agree, I mean, like, by the way. Yeah, that's what, 15 months from now uh, for an yeah. effect heavy movie? I, no, I mean, that's that's the first one that's going to be shifting come summertime of this year. Yeah, no, no. I, I think that's uh, absolutely uh, what the case is. But that's where you get into something that I talked about uh, a little bit earlier, which is you get blogs reporting on what other blogs report, <laughs> which is Pedro Pascal's Fantastic Four casting 
seemingly confirmed by mysteriously deleted event bio. So a blog reports on the fact that uh, they saw a biography by the Screen Actors Guild that said uh, Pedro Pascal recently wrapped production on Ridley Scott's highly anticipated Gladiator 2 and will soon begin production on Marvel Studios' Fantastic Four. Okay, so it's a, it was a deleted description. So let's just for a second say, okay, that part's true, that they actually, there was something sag after. Um, it sounds like it was written by somebody who Googled Pedro Pascal and saw like, oh, he's apparently linked to this, so let me put that in there, and it was taken down for a reason. Oh, it's Not a CBR. Because, it's a CBR story. I mean, that's yeah, uh, they're it, right at the well, forefront. Yeah, exactly. Hard hitting yeah, news. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's the CBR is the old gray lady of uh of nerd news on the internet. <laughs> uh, it, all all the news that fits they print. Uh, but in any case, uh, I uh, look Pedro Pascal could end up being Mister Fantastic, but a lot of the coverage that cite back to the CBR article. This is only one blog that quotes the CBR article. They all say like, oh, well, sag after sure would know what his next role is. And it's like, I don't think this, these are written by people that understand how sag after works. And, it's your yeah. union. So if there's a labor dispute of some kind, yeah, they're there to collect dues from you. And if something goes wrong and you have an issue, you know, somebody will uh, take up your cause. Or you could also, you know, they, you know, they can uh, institute a strike and have people vote on that. But they're not like, uh, you know, we really think that uh, Pedro Pascal should be doing this fantastic for. Hey, him. hey, Kevin Feige, it's me. It's uh, Mr. Sag. <laughs> I'm here to tell you about a hot young up and comer named Pedro Pascal. Yeah, no, <laughs> that that tells us nothing. You were uh, you were reminding me of. Um, when Howard Stern used to have uh, Millie Bobby Brown's agent on. Yeah, you got to get Millie Bobby Brown. This kid is the best. You got to get her in your project. Come on, get her on your show. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Pedro Pascal needs to be in everything. No, you're not listening to me, guy. He has to be in everything. Yeah, he's going to be in Fantastic Four. He's going to be in Fantastic Five. He's even going to be in a remake of Bionic 6. So, Give him a baby to protect, probably green. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think uh, it's, uh, you know, supposedly, speaking of WandaVision, Matt Shackman's going to direct this Fantastic Four movie. It had been John Watts, but, uh, you know, there have been a lot of those uh, those changes. And in the same way, Eric, where you don't believe that in May of 2025, we're going to see that movie. I also don't believe that in July of 2025, I might say 2023, uh, July of 2025, we're going to get Thunderbolts. Uh, I I just don't think we're going to be there, you know, with uh, Yelena, Taskmaster, and uh, U.S. Agent, and, you know, uh, I guess her, that character's name was Ghost from Quantumania, uh, you know, and uh, Elaine. You know, so I'm just like, they were really excited to announce this when they did. But right here in this article in Variety, it says July 25th, 2025. Um, I just don't think we're that close to it. But 
I will admit that I'm excited about this team, about this, you know, whatever this is going to be. You know, I'm excited for it. I'm interested in it when we get it. But Eric, we're not we're not getting this movie in what a year and a half, right? Well, but, but at least with this one, the cast has been announced. Uh, the director's been announced. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they have at least some of the assets in place. I mean, yeah. a heck of a lot more than I mean, Fantastic Four has nothing in place right now except the director. Yeah. Well, to that point, I could see this coming out before Fantastic Four. Most I, that is a, a, a given. Yeah. I, I, so I mean, maybe July might be pushing it. Right? It's not in production yet. So uh, yeah. And I don't think a shoot date has started. I mean, I mean, really, <laughs> this this the SAG strike in some ways might have been the thing that Marvel needed. It's like the uh, Saved by the Bell. You know, like yeah. guys on the mat, and uh, as soon as the bell rings, like, oh, thank God! Like that's kind of what's happening here. It's, it, I think, a year with only uh, Deadpool three, followed by yeah. maybe a little bit of a thinner slate the following year. It's also going to make us real hungry. Like we're going to be yeah. genuinely excited to go to another epic Marvel production. You know, be it uh, one of the Avengers movies or uh, Secret, you know, Secret Wars, or even like a Spider Man four. Because none of these you, that you've shown are really that level of epic. Like, no, Thunderbolts is uh, cool. Captain America, cool. But not, it doesn't have the heft of some of those yeah. titles we've we've seen and, in recent years. And okay. I think it would be a mistake to give us, in short order, uh, Captain America Brave New World in February. Fantastic Four in May. And Thunderbolts in July. I just think like people don't need that much that quickly, you know? Uh, So maybe, you know, maybe two of those three come out at some point. And I I agree that I think, yes, they probably know a lot more about Fantastic Four than they've revealed to us. But I also don't think they're at the point where this movie is going to come out in less than a year and a half, you know? And and similarly, uh, Thunderbolts, I could see leapfrogging it, but actually still coming out in july i guess but just not having fantastic four but uh, everybody who's watching in the chat let us know what you think if you're watching the archive version share your thoughts we want to know what everybody thinks about uh these release dates which as recent history has taught us release dates are nothing if not fluid eric right well and bob Iger, you know we can't sort of underestimate what happened when he came back because bob Iger was really Like, I mean, he was throwing shade left and right on a lot of these projects. Like, uh, Miss Marvels, he he basically said there was not enough, uh, was it not enough advising or guidance from the producers? So he yeah. he basically threw the Marvels right under the bus. And and I think like Bob Iger's whole thing is like he really did want to thin out the slate a little bit. Um, he feels like the TV stuff maybe chipped away at the quality of the cinematic element and. And that they released a, just too much uh, glut of titles one after the other. So I think the sliding everything back very much Iger's plan. Um, but I think it also is beyond just dollars and cents. I think creatively, artistically, I mean, Marvel lost. W- w- please correct me if I got the name wrong. Victoria Alonso, who was like mm-hmm. Kevin Feige's yes. like right hand yeah. woman. And correct. Y- they had some kind of uh, dispute and she's gone. And you realize correct. you once you heard her name, you realize how many places you saw her name. Uh, yeah. So she was an important, you know, part of the creative team. So I think 
this is all, you know, pushing things back is kind of what he realized they need. That's like they need to cool their heels. And this has been a very difficult year for Disney financially. Big titles did not do well, including Indiana. Big Jones, titles so. didn't do well, and that's outside of that's outside of Marvel. I mean, they had you know, Elemental was a disappointment. Wish was a disappointment. You know, I mean, I mean, Wish was. It, a, uh, they're they're like, looking for their. Yeah, which it was cute, but even my uh, my eight year old was like, "Yeah, too many songs, too much singing." So, you know, yeah, Act that's... Two needed work. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's he's like, yeah, the character development, uh, you know, in Act Two was a little light. Uh, I, I think uh, somebody should go back to film school. But uh, in the sense that we're talking about how I don't think we're going to get these three movies, it's important to then reveal that as of now, the expectation is that November of 2025 will bring us Blade. And I think there's absolutely no way that movie comes out at any point in 2025 because yeah. there have been so many problems. Allegedly, Mahershala Ali is uh, a little bit um, dismayed. He's disenchanted and uh, not as excited about the project as he was in this photo that we're showing where you know he had the blade hat at Comic-Con. Uh, I believe this movie will come out. He's a phenomenal actor. I would like to see him as Blade. Uh, but if they don't, Wesley Snipes, I, I believe, is on parole, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, he's, but, he's out of jail. He's out. Of he's jail. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was just making a joke. Uh, but <laughs> maybe they can, yeah, maybe they can uh, do some kind of switch where uh, Wesley Snipes reclaims the role of Blade and Mahershala Ali does Passenger 58 or, you know, something like that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to come that up sounds, with that. That sounds like a win-win, actually. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> you'll always bet on black again. <laughs> again, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but I think that the the odds of this coming out at that point is basically the same as the idea of betting on the green double zero on the roulette wheel if we want to overextend the metaphor, although I, I think, you know, I, I think that this movie does not come out in 2025. They, I think you're more likely really... to see. I think you're more likely to see Eternals two in 2025 <laughs> than you are Blade. Sorry, what Eternals, were you going to say? Sorry. Eternals, the cartoon uh, based on the incredibly yeah. hot uh, McDonald's uh, Happy Meal toys. I, you, you know, hey, my, they've gone to a... my 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 son had Eternals pajamas. I, I they were Aww. discounted, and I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. So let me get those. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> they were just <laughs> they yeah. were just kind of threadbare. Um, they kind they of. were yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I mean, Blade's gone through. Is it three directors now? Like I, I think they're on their third. I mean, that's not a great sign. And it, it's especially when it's like you look at. I mean, that's a that's a great property. You know, that's it, it's a cool title. It actually really helped usher in modern the sort of modern wave of superhero films, uh, and you know Wesley Snipes obviously was like so perfect for that, um, and, and really it also not just you know performance wise his athleticism, which Mah Mahash I always said mispronounced Mahershala Ali Mahershala Ali has I mean yeah. he apparently he's the one who went to Kevin Feige and said I I, I want to be Blade, yeah. and then Kevin's like uh, yeah. Because he, I mean, he he has training in this. I mean, as an actor, he's obviously fascinating. Um, I I, I just feel like, right, you don't want to, 
you have a chance at something that could be really, really good. And, you know, the right mixture of character and, and performer, uh, the right time for it, it feels like, too. And so they just, it's like they just can't get this thing launched. So, yeah, I agree. The yeah. 2025 does not feel like it will bring us our, our old friend Blade back into our lives. No, and, and I think we're already talking about how we expect some of those movies to move. Uh, another movie that I think won't hit the street date is Avengers The Kang Dynasty, May 1st, 2026. Now, I'm of the belief that the Kang character is still going to be the protagonist that he's being set up to be. I think they've done a lot of work. I think it's a great character. Of course, they need to part ways with Jonathan Majors. Obviously, they already have. But I don't think that means that that character doesn't happen. You know, the 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 suggestion that instead they have a big bad as Doctor Doom means somebody who hasn't read comics with those two characters. Doctor Doom is a phenomenal villain, but he does not wreak havoc on the level that uh, you know the guy who has infinite time traveling variants you know so you can't replace it with that uh there are some other ways to do it there's you know the notion that they could uh pull on some threads from the loki tv series but i uh, the kang dynasty will not be arriving may 1st 2026 uh uh I don't even think it shows up at the end of 2026. I, I think 2026 is going to feature two of those movies that we said would come out in 2025. <laughs> what right. say you, Eric Connor? Yeah, we're, we're, I, I'm trying to think what's going to happen first. Uh, the Mets getting back to the NLCS or uh, uh, the why Avengers you, movies. Why, why do you do this to me? No, yeah. you, you're so um, upset that your, your green screen are. disappeared. Your background disappeared because you're so upset. Um, oh my gosh! We're dead. <laughs> oh my god, we we see. The... Yeah, I know everything. Every... <laughs> you can, yeah, you can see the shelving behind me, I the know. dark underbelly uh, that is Christian I'm like, Black's I don't even life think I did in that. Burbank. Yeah, yeah, you know who I suspect it was. Mm-hmm. I think that it was someone who's not showing up right now. So yeah, I think I've like just lost my uh, my background entirely because. I thought it would be funny to switch to uh, spot. There he is. It took, ah, it took a little spot. while, but there's the spot. <laughs> I got the spot behind me now. Um, yeah. So I, in any case, uh, yeah, we've uh, there's a lot of ru- there's also- a lot of rumors of who could pu- who would play uh, Kang. I mean, and they yeah. they they don't suffer for options. Uh, was it uh, John David Washington um, is one that I saw recently. Yeah. And so it's easy to great. characterize him as Denzel's son so that people kind of know who he is. But, but he, he's, uh, great actor. he's tremendous in Black Klansman. And yeah. also, uh, I did not feel that Tenet was a strong film, but he uh, did give it, a, you know, he gave a noticeable performance in that is, I guess, a nice way to say that, uh, boy, that movie was terrible. Uh, I, was, I like Tenet I, more than you, actually. I know, I I know you did, and I get it. It's the same backwards and forwards, and in both directions, that movie's bad. But you know, that's just me. Um, as as we sort of uh, you know are running out of, uh, of of runway for this plane to take off, Secret Wars ain't happening May seventh, twenty twenty seven either. No. I think that basically, I'm starting to feel that some of these release dates are just a year off. So. You want to tell me May 7th, 2027, they have Kang Dynasty and then whatever it is, May 6th, 2028, 
They have secret wars. Okay, we could talk. But, I mean, they're just getting crazy now by thinking that we're going to have two Avengers movies in the next three years. Who's who's making this stuff up, Eric? Is, are, are, they, are they having a laugh? Are you having a laugh? Are you having a laugh? I, I think variety. Shame on you. I mean, this, this, you know, we might as well go over to Newsmax at this point in the article. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's clearly like it, it, it's, it's a wish. It's a dream. And I think it, you just sort of look at it as like, okay, 2027 or TBD, most likely TBD. And, and, and I think it's just more about the sort of sequ- the sequence of it. But, but that's the part of this where I'm curious. Cause I feel like, I don't know if I'm Kevin Feige. I'm trying to figure out how to get Spider-Man four somewhere in there. I think you you, you yeah. need something that is just a guarantee hit. Uh, you know, like the last great Marvel property, like great, yeah. was uh, you know uh, No Way Home, and yeah. the response to it. I, I mean, I, I'm still amazed at how they were sort of able to keep the secret of the three Spider-Men. And they did. The they did a of, really good job. They, I don't know I mean, how. Most people did not know. Yeah, I don't. don't I, I mean, in this, you know, modern day, I don't know how you're able to kind of keep. And I think people sort of knew, but there was no visual proof of it anywhere. Like, just really smart, but also beyond just being able to kind of hide that from us. Dramatically, it worked really well, and made us even reappreciate uh, the the work of Andrew Garfield. Because, I mean, I thought it t- the um, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 both were just so mediocre. Second one I thought was actually just bad. Um, and and for us to sort of welcome him back and give his character a real nice little arc in there. Um, Tobey Maguire was always great in the original Spider-Man trilogy. And, and so it, it wasn't a surprise that he'd be great in this. And yeah. So I just feel like at some point you're like, okay, we need, <laughs> we need to bring back Spider-Man. And that was a humongous dangling thread that people would love to see picked up. Namely, you know, will he ever get it? Will will they ever get their memory back of who Peter Parker is? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I now realize we need to draw the line in the sand, which is the notion that uh, I stand by. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was better than Tenet. That's right. I said it. I stand by it. One You're of those movies, a rhino would... lover. You're a rhino. That's true. Uh, I would watch. Fetish. I would watch one of those movies again. So we'll go really quickly through a lot of other projects uh, that are undated. Uh, Daredevil: Born Again seems like it's going to be amazing. They're making some. And you of the got right your decision. wish. Yeah, they're bringing Karen and Foggy back, and uh, you know, in the original incarnation, the series, they were going to get killed. I think they were going to get Admiral Ackbar actually. I think they were oh, just no. going to they were going to die off screen so that they didn't have to pay the actors probably. And then they realize the value in uh, maintaining sort of the continuity of that series. It'll ask a lot of questions of uh, who else from the Netflix series might we see? And we'll just have to wait. Uh, there's also this uh, Eyes of Wakanda project we don't know a lot about, so we're not going to spend that much time about it. We do know for sure there'll be a season three of What If, which uh, personally I am looking forward to. Uh, we had a lot of fun with season two of What If. So, you know, we'll just uh, kind of see where we go from there. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's not forget that Ironheart. I mean, she's introduced in Wakanda Forever for a reason. 
and we are supposed to get that show eventually, Eric. The, One the reason, day. right? The reason was, uh, hey, we're going to introduce you to Ironheart, but they're like the Glen Gary, Glen Ross leads, which means you don't get them to give it to you. Would no. be to throw them away. Right. Yeah. We, 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 we don't deserve her apparently as she was so yeah. cute. So fun. And I, I mean, yeah. kind of an exciting character. It feels like perfectly suited for a TV show. So yeah, no, no, Thank I think, you. I think it'll be great. I think a, she was very well. Asked. Yeah. No, uh, oh, we'll get Wonder to Man. it. Yeah. And I just heard that a member of the crew uh, yeah. filming Wonder Man this week uh, actually died. I think during a, during a stunt, uh, oh, no, so, it wasn't. It was actually, uh, from what I read, they were just um, setting things up. It was, oh, not, I don't okay. think it was during filming. It was just pre-pro. And um, oh, yeah, unfortunately, goodness. a crew member passed away. So, yeah. So, so I mean, that well, show obviously in, in production, but undated, just like Daredevil. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was terrible to hear. Uh, Armor Wars was going to be a movie. I don't think I was we're saying this. I, it was going to be a movie. It was going to be a TV series. And I'm like, it's going to be nothing. Like, uh, yeah, there, nobody wants. And if Marvel Zombies happens, I'm not going to lie. I'll be very disappointed. I hope Marvel's. If Marvel Zombies is one of those standalone like movies for Disney Plus, that's fine. I got no problem with that. I'll watch it. If it's a series, I might I might finally have my property that I tap out on. And I'm just like, uh, like you guys tell me how it was. Okay. Because I don't, I don't need Marvel Zombies. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the Nova character, and this is one that I wanted to make sure we got to because for you, this is like number one dangling plot thread, which is the yeah. White Vision, and there's supposedly a Vision quest pulling on the series of the same name where we would explore this White Vision character. And more than anything, I think that's what you want, Eric, is you want White Vision, right? No, I want the theme from vision quest to be the theme for this vision quest <laughs> because i'm crazy yeah. for that's all i can say without us getting striked yeah no no no. we yeah. don't want to get a see i stopped i stopped i did a few notes see yeah yeah well, no, we i did I... it <laughs> oh echo sorry e echo two we... no yeah no 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 this is they're just saying that it already premiered so we did, did. it we got through the entire article Season one premiered. We're all done. One hour, one hour and six minutes. Yeah, I wanted it to be 45, 50, but God, I forgot how many things there were. I forgot how many of the undated yeah. and how many of the pie in the sky ridiculous things were going to be in there. Uh, but that is our show for this week. But we will be back next week. We'll be back a day earlier than usual. You'll be getting us Thursday. At 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And yes, we are going to tell you about the romantic Valentine's Day. Eric and I are going to spend. It's going to be so much love. The afternoon of Valentine's Day, uh, while our wives clearly have better things to do, Eric and I are going to go see Madam Web at 12.20 p.m. <laughs> on Wednesday the 14th. So uh, if... You want to see it and you want to keep watching our show. You should go see it on Valentine's day. Uh, you know, some would say it would make a perfect Galentine's movie, but only if you've, you know, each had like a pitcher and a half of beer before you went to the movie theater. You know, I feel like it's not a fun group movie, but nah, I mean, that trailer just doesn't inspire confidence. The fact that there was no press screening, the fact 
the fact that I have to go and see it in the theater with all the normal people, ugh, I never feel good about that. <laughs> with all common folks like me. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a very uh, emotional day. I think yeah. uh, it's possible one or both of our wives will realize, like, maybe they could have picked a better mate uh, if they're on Valentine's oh, Day. Their 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 yeah. spouse is enjoying Madam Web. Which, by the way, I, I think I can hold this up. This um, oh yeah, Wait, this me, was yeah. the the you, you theater keep talking, but I'm going to put you in the big screen. Oh so. yeah. Uh, so so I mean, luckily, uh, uh, Christian told me w- which seat was his. Or else yeah. I would have had no idea. <laughs> when so, I sent it to you, there was literally one seat in the theater, and it was the one that I had chosen. And yeah. then there were two. I feel like there's got to be more now. I haven't looked. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, wait. Oh, we. we I can. We can look. Yeah. I mean, well, you know. Let me let me tidy things up and uh, let people know that that is uh, the show that uh, they will find next Thursday. That'll be next week's show. We're going to do it a day early so that we can immediately give you our reactions to Madam Web. And this is not going to be one of those Marvel properties where we do three episodes reacting to it. This is going to be a one and done. And um, a uh, little little programming note uh, for fans of the Geekscape book club that the next installment of that will be Friday the 29th, Leap Day. And uh, oh my goodness, Eric, is that true? There are only me the two seats and Christian. of us. And if you look closely, you can see the the, the bond between us. Yeah. So powerful that no one would dare buy tickets to that theater. I mean, I think, I think we're going to learn a lot about each other. I think there's going to be a lot of growth and a lot of love. And I'm comfortable yes. with this. I'm ready for this moment. And I think Madam Webb uh, will really teach us about the webs of well, that control our heart. You, you have to remember that we're going to that film because we want to be tangled in her web. Uh, that is how that film has been marketed. And that is what's going to happen to us. And uh, it was um, it was my birthday yesterday. And so uh, AMC Theaters has provided me with a complimentary large popcorn and a large drink. I am going to drink as much of that soda as possible so that I have to get up and go to the bathroom at least three times. I think that's going to make the movie better uh, to be able to take short little mini breaks from it. Listen, my birthday is not till June, but as a AMC stockholder, uh, note to to audience, I am not a stockholder whatsoever, but you can check a box that says you are, and then you get the AIC free sample size HV ranch popcorn hidden valley ranch popcorn i i i did use the sample already and i guess they didn't mark it off it was basically ha- a, a third of the size of this was the sample size of hidden valley ranch popcorn um and and i'll tell you i part of that still has not escaped my pores i don't think you realize how hidden valley ranch is it's kind of like the herpes of seasoning. It just never. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They used to have commercials where they said that. Um, yeah. So uh, I love the fact that you pretend to be an AMC stockholder so that you can yeah, get. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, I always wear a monocle and a top hat yeah. when I go to the AMC yeah, theater. So, so they know yeah, I'm you're, fancy. You, you show up as guy incognito so that you can get a thimble <laughs> full of popcorn, which is amazing. Well, we're very excited about that day. And so we can't wait to share with uh, each and every one of you. So uh, make sure that uh, you check us out uh, that day. 
I think that uh, we are, of course, very excited. I don't know if that might be overstating the case a little bit. But uh, for uh, everybody uh, out there, I wanted to uh, shout out a uh, new uh, limited series from uh, our pal Chris Claremont is uh, Wolverine Madripoor Knights. This is, of course, a comic book that has just started this week. Uh, It's basically the continuing adventures from uncanny X-Men 268, which is the iconic Jim Lee cover of Wolverine black widow and captain America. So it's sort of like more of their stories from that era, like during world war two. So uh, excited to check that out and just wanted to shout it out for everybody. Uh, I know Daniel drew is looking at that and he's like, yep, it's in my poll. I got to go pick it up. I, I feel like uh, Daniel never misses a beat, and uh, I'm sure he knows about that one. In any case, uh, we have let you know when you can see this show again. I want to uh, offer up an alternative for any of you who maybe don't want to watch Usher on the halftime show at the Super Bowl, and that is the uh, Who Are These Broadcasters halftime half show offering up some alternative programming during halftime at the Super Bowl on the YouTube channel for Who Are These Broadcasters. Uh, It is a show that I usually do Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, but we're doing a special uh, Super Bowl halftime edition. So check that out. And, uh, of course, I have the Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can find everything over there. Eric Connor, where do people find you? I uh, you can find me all sorts of places, but maybe start with Cat Eric Connor over on X and on Instagram. And uh, happy day after birthday, possibly day before birthday. Christian has many birthdays. Yes. All, it's like in the multiverse of birthdays. So happiest <laughs> of birthdays. I hope uh, AMC treats you with the love and respect you deserve, as do you, you, your actual family at home. Uh, and and I wish you several happy more birthdays. Well, Maybe I'm just minute, warning you several. because we're gonna we're gonna celebrate my birthday. We're gonna celebrate Valentine's Day. We're gonna go together. There's gonna be no one else in the theater, and I am gonna get one of those Dune Two popcorn buckets. So be careful. Uh, but that'll be our conversation next time. Uh, <laughs> obviously, follow Count Eric Connor. Follow me at Christian DMZ. Uh, I know we went a little long, but uh, there was some really crazy stuff to report on not happening, Uh, but uh, we just wanted to go through all of that. I thought it was a good idea to just get it all out of the way. We'll see as these dates change along the way. What did you want to say, Eric? I was going to say, it's like we did the sort of play-by-play color commentary for a game that got rained out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. You're just like, yeah, what would have happened? Yeah, (laughs) right. This is is the, the if I did it. Um, scheduling is basically <laughs> what this was. That's In any case, uh, check us out uh, after you rush out to see Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney in Madam Web uh, in theaters Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Our show Thursday, February 15th, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. That'll be next time. And as we say goodbye, we say goodbye the way that the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 